Welcome to Genius Leadership Overcoming Everything podcast. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighter mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their rollercoaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. If you find the show valuable, could you do me a favor? Rate and review the podcast. Share it with your network so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. And for now, let's take the ride together. Dear Genius Leaders, thank you for being with us today again. And uh, welcome to the show, Jonas Freud, my dear friend, Mind Kicker. How are you? Thank you for asking. I'm actually really, really, really good today. Even so, really, really, really good. I prepared myself for this episode, so thank you for having me one more time. Yeah, my pleasure. My deepest pleasure. So Jonas, last time we talked about the concept of Mind Kicker, how it was born, what was your experience before, and how you brought it into the corporate world through the Mind Kicker. And you finished on a very interesting thing. You were talking about going back to the core and how nature is the foundation for everything. And how that is a big part of our core. So let's talk a bit more about that because we had a lot of conversations with our Mind Kicker participants here in Iceland about that part of our core, the nature. Yes. It was uh, one of the reasons that I and Mind Kicker and Rebecca uh, and you, but it was the reason that we actually wanted to use the nature in a different way that we used in Sweden at the castle, even if the castle is in the nature or like in the woods and nearby the water. So it's the element that we use as well. So Mind Kicker Iceland Edition was like thinking about how could we get our perspective from the international guests as well as Icelanders. So because of the COVID, we only became like an Icelanders group. And it was like my thought, first thought was like, yeah, they're going to enjoy the nature as like Icelanders. And we, yeah, I'm the only one like abroad. Okay, you are too from like original Ukraine. But anyway, so I was like, okay, they will enjoy it. And uh, maybe we can't get out of them so much that we want it because we don't have any sparring partners from the international perspective. But the insight we got, uh, it was like the Icelanders actually enjoyed it to go back to the nature and they found themselves like, why haven't I done it much more? Uh, because it's very, um, very much complement my life. Mm. Instead of like having it as an excuse to get out to the nature because of it's uh, not good weather condition and so on. But I mean, obviously, our weather condition when we were doing our silent hike, it was like, it was dark. So check on that one. <laughs> so we started in the darkness. So it was really nice to do that. But afterwards, it's like great reflection from the participants. So we brought it and uh, we understood it, you and me. That we actually managed to put some seeds in the ground for them growing. Yeah. So just for, for the context here, for a bit of an explanations, 
We had three mind kickers this time. So we were a group of five because whenever Jonas was guiding uh, through his practices during the program, I was a participant as well. And vice versa, when I was doing my guidance and my parts of the trainings, Jonas was participating as well. And we were sharing our learnings because this is also a learning opportunity for us. So we were five people in the group and uh, three participants are all residing in Iceland, two Icelanders, and one has international background, but he has been living here for two decades already. So Iceland is their home uh, one way or another. So that's one of the things. And I was giggling here in the microphone while you were talking about the silence hike. Uh, that was the kind of the worst conditions. No, actually not the worst. Uh, Iceland can offer much worse. <laughs> we didn't have wind, which can change the situation quite a lot. But what uh, Jonas mentioned, we started in the darkness and that was the plan to start hiking from the darkness to the light, also in a natural way, not only in our internal journey way. And um, we had a very slippery trail, so we used the spikes and we, were, we wouldn't be able to do the, tr the, the hike without the spikes, for sure. It would have been dangerous. And we've seen some people turning around without the spikes, so they didn't go all the way. And we had a hike that, that was around three and a half kilometers on those icy roads or icy path. And then we came to a geothermal river. So that's a river that is warm or hot, depending on the weather conditions. And we were alone there. And one of our participants, who is a mountain guide, and he's been there so many times guiding people there, he said, this is very, very, very unique that we were alone there. Usually there are hundreds of people in that river. And I've been there for fourth time or so, and probably tops were like 10, 15 people that I've uh, shared the river with. So this was unique for me to be there completely alone, only our group. That was the beauty of it. But uh, the thing is that um, rain has been following us on that journey, and several of us have been wet down to the underwear <laughs> after that hike. <laughs> And the boots didn't really get dry up until the next day. So we're doing the horseback riding uh, with the wet boots the day after. So the thing is, one of the participants, when I was trying to get him on the journey, uh, he was saying, I hate winter activities. I don't like anything to do with outdoors when it's winter. And he was one of the ones who enjoyed this hike most. <laughs> and this really gives you the perspective of us creating excuses for ourselves and us being in our own way. Yeah, totally got that confirmed from Icelanders as well. Like we started to reflect why they're doing what they're doing. And they found it like it was an excuse to just be in the comfort zone. And uh, that's why they are actually thankful nowadays for just bringing up that good feeling from the inner core, but it's actually not breaking them down. They actually build strength from this. And so, so we found out so many like interesting things that we knew that people who is starting to work on themselves to be the best version of themselves that we can be. So it's like the weak spot became actually like a strong spot. It was a beautiful journey to see. And uh, we just want to talk about, you mentioned the words comfort zone. And that was one of the things that people who, who have participated, they have been keeping themselves in that comfort zone. And as you said, using excuses to stay there. And the thing is that that comfort zone is filled with suffering for many people. Just because it's called comfort zone, it doesn't mean that people are happy within it. 
So there was also a beautiful observation for me to see the journey of those people getting out of that comfort zone. Stop listening to their own excuses. Stop creating those excuses. Trying something and figuring out a lot of amazing stuff about themselves. That they actually are braver, they're stronger, they're more curious, they are better people to talk to, more interesting than they think, and so on and so forth. Just because they managed to challenge themselves to be courageous for a moment, it takes a couple of seconds to do this act of courage, and the rest is just the beautiful experience of, of seeing what that does to you. Yeah, and actually it's like same thing. The mind kicker concept is built on to be unique uh, groups as well and uh, different uh, businesses. So also like this group of people, they didn't know each other, like they were on Iceland, the only common thing, but also in different businesses. And that made the group really dynamic and we had great discussions and we... We also found out like they could help each other through this journey with the help from guidance from you and me. And uh, we, we are playful people. So we actually like let them play to experience the, a lot of things. So that is scaring them, but also like, you know, the first time it's scary when you've done it, it's not scary anymore. You go to the next level to just explore what's more is possible. And it was also beautiful. As you said, there was a very diverse group. Just if there was like three people plus the two of us who were in different family situations or relationship situations, very different kinds of businesses, different uh, forms of work, whether it's employment or your own business, whether it is intellectual work or more physical work. So we had a combination of everything and also the challenges, the underlying issues, if we really dig five layers deeper that I talk about all the time, there would be similar reasons for the challenges, but the symptoms were very different as well. And that was the amazing part of the conversations as well, to see how they could say, oh, I, I actually don't have that problem whatsoever, the challenge that you are facing and you're talking about. And they could give their perspective and that opens up mind to the other person, understanding that, oh, I don't have to suffer with this. I don't have to live with this. I, I actually, like, there is another way. And sure, the, the person who didn't have that challenge had some different kind of challenge. And they could exchange about that and they could really enrich in the experiences and the vocabulary, so to say, for each other or from each other's experiences and um, life situations so that they could actually take that and start trying different things on themselves. And we're going to be talking about trying different things in the next episode when we talk about emotions, but it was the same here. It was also about trying the nature as we're talking about going out. Breaking the patterns of this Groundhog Day, as one of the participants said, it's just like same thing, same story, day after day after day. How can you find the space for yourself to, to break out of that pattern? What can you do differently in your day to open up your senses, to open up your mind, to lift your gaze, both physically from just from the ground next to your feet, and also mentally? Look around yourself and reflect on where am I? Where am I going? Is where I'm going the way, the place where I want to go? And do something with the, those reflections and the, the findings. Nature is the perfect environment for that. Even one of, the pers- one of the participants who has work that is outdoors, most of the time he's spending outdoors. And he started that business because he liked to be outside. 
But the thing is that he's not out in the nature. He's still working in the city, even though it's outdoors. And for him, it was also a great reflection. I love nature. I miss it. So I'm, yes, I'm outdoors all my time with work, but I'm not out of nature. I'm not connected to my core and to the core of the earth through being present in this experience of being out in the nature. So this is the thing that I want to give to you as a challenge from today, for sure. Find the space in your day, find the mental space for yourself to allow yourself to go out, to be in the nature, whether it's five minutes, whether it's one hour, when it's half day, whatever it is for you, but really find those slots in your day so that you can actually reconnect to the nature and you're part of the nature. So that way you're reconnected with yourself. Hey, Genius Leader, I'm chiming in here quickly to ask you to do one thing for me. If you're enjoying this episode, share it with one person who you think would find it valuable as well. Let's spread the goodness together so that more people can play within their zone of genius. Wonderful to listen to your explanation about it. So I realized that, like you said, that is like one part of uh, many people that I meet in that Mankiku groups. It's like they have chosen a truth about it as well. Weaver is, is like, for example, like you said, this one is think maybe he's in the nature that he loves this one. And he believes in that truth. But when he actually like inventory that truth, and maybe reevaluate it. So it come to like a insight. So a lot of people that we met before, we just got the same result of the people that they actually got the insight of themselves. That I've been living through this chosen truth that is not truth, my truth. And that was one of the reasons as well. Like I found out like when I was working and coaching thousands of people, they have been choosing the truth about themselves. So it was someone else's truth that we were living by. And uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of science and studies have been doing it. And we know it, that we are really primed out of our environment surrounding us. So that's why, like you said, it's also unique that we actually have a participant who is like having different backgrounds with a relationship partner or non-partner and so on. So that's make it so diverse. And that's uh, the beauty of uh, our groups, I believe, what uh, my experience are. For sure. That's one of the things that made it a very valuable experience and enriching experience for everyone. And I love what you're saying, Jonas, about the choosing your truth. This is something that I talk a lot about, that happiness is a choice, for example. And my own example, one of the many that I could give is when people ask me whether I like it in Iceland, and I say yes, because I choose to, it was my choice to move here. And it's up to me to decide whether it's a good experience or not. Of course, there are things here that I'm not happy about, or annoy me or, or scare me like the drivers. <laughs> But at the same time, there, I focus. It's a choice of focusing on the positive things. And it doesn't mean that it's uh, some kind of closing my eyes onto the things that I don't like. I take action on those. But that's the thing. They don't define how I feel. I decide how I feel. And this is something that we have seen in this group as well. And I've been doing that work with the, previous, with the clients of mine and also in my free master classes. When we go through the values and people write down the values and we, we start discussing their value words and they realize those are not my words. 
those are the words words how I feel like I should be in a society. And that's again, that's another example of getting down to your core or reconnecting with it. When you realize that this is not the way I want to be as a person, this is not my way, this is just the way that I was given. And when you have the self-awareness and you have the strategies and the courage to actually start redirecting your life so that you follow your path and not a path that someone else has given to you, it changed the whole world for you and the people around you as well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your insights and experience when of your works. And I have been joining your masterclass as well, so I know that you're doing what you're talking about. So it's not just talk. And you you remember when we launched it uh, live interview with uh, my former alumni? It's also like they are honest and authentic about what happened with them. For example, that Niklas who's joining us, he's like letting all the audience know that he, he got divorced after the castle. And he's like, is it good or is it bad? But because I know him without the castle, he will just continuously be with his former wife now, ex-wife. And that's no good for either of them. So, I mean, we are best friends now. And he thankful for going to the castle. But I mean, not everybody, I hope, to go that journey. <laughs> but, but it was the right path for them. They understood that. And he couldn't understand that without it. And he allowed me to share this because it's also like the perspective of the, what can happen on your personal development is like you finding your core and that you also create or being your real core. So then we said, also understand the value of training. Training is everything. It's about, like I told uh, every group that Mind Kicker is only giving them a huge palette of trying different habits, different routines to pick what you like at on that buffet. And that's what you complement us as well because you're like-minded in that way. You just give a palette to your customers or client and then they can choose or you can nudge them a little bit what to do. And that's what, when you go, the magic happens. It's For like, sure, yeah. So that's definitely something that we do so much in our private work and also the Mind Kicker camps uh, that we give as much as possible. And it's not to overwhelm people. It's really about, I can I can see the patterns sometimes, what would work for the person and not, but I'm still not that person. And they experience are unique. So I can do my best of picking the things, but I might be picking the wrong things for them. They won't land, they won't resonate, and then they won't stay with them for long to create the sustainable change that we want. That's why I am given more tools and techniques than what people need in their everyday life. But it is, just as you said, to create this selection, the broad variety, that they know what they can pick. And I usually talk about the toolbox. When you have a toolbox and you have a hammer there and you have uh, a drill, for example, you don't use all of those tools every single day, but it's good to have them and it's good to know how to use and when to use whatever you need it. So when I need to get a hole in my wall and it's a, a concrete wall, 
I can use the hammer, but I'll just mess up the wall and I'll mess up my fingers and probably <laughs> something else as well. So it's good to know that, okay, there I need to pick up the drill. And for that, I should have read the owner's manual or ideally tried when to use the, the hammer, when to use the, the drill. And that's what we're doing with our clients. We're giving them all those toolbox, uh, like tools, and we're saying, here is the hammer. Let's use the hammer a couple of times so that you have the memory of how to use it. And then you put it back in the toolbox. And then you know when you need just to get the a na- nail in the soft wall, you just pick up the hammer and you use that. And you're done. No frustration, no, no broken walls or no nerves, no broken relationships because of the, using the wrong tool. And then you do the same with the uh, screwdriver and drill and so on. You, you know when to use those tools and you know how to use them. And then you just pick the right thing for the right situation. So that's what we've been doing. Yeah. I love your example, Anna, uh, about the hammer. But you know, as well, you experienced like one of our participants in Iceland. He knew it was named hammer and he thought he knew how to use the hammer. But then he realized after the third day, he actually said like, I've been using the hammer in not correct way. So it's a good metaphor about like, yeah, you might know what's the name it is and uh, what's it supposed to use to. But it's also like I meet a lot of clients that I got to be experienced. Yeah, I train a lot. I train very much. And then I just ask, do you train for right for you? Like the recipe, I always talking about the recipe is not that different from anyone, actually, because as long as you're human, you have a basic recipe, everybody, but then you have like uh, different flavors into that recipe to make feel, fulfill you. So that was uh, also like an insight of every participant in MindKiko group. They got to an insight that, okay, I've been training much, but I've been training on wrong things. Mm. Or I have been keeping this truth because it's comfortable for me, but it doesn't make me stronger or better. So it's better to throw it away. And that's why, I, I mean, I use like so many different ways. Like we said, like I work with elements. So we have, we have people, the native people who are still using it thousand years later, like they're still doing it. So that was also like we want to put into the modern world, like actually the native and ancient wisdom and learnings are really spot on as well during this century in the Western world. And you mentioned the sports and the training. Uh, and just to wrap up uh, for the last minute here, I think this is another example of getting back to your nature. It's natural for us. We're created for movement and we're not doing it enough. And just being there for those three days, I'm, I'm the person who trains four or five times per week and I get my 10,000 steps per day. So I am moving, but it still was new for me. I was stiff on the day two. <laughs> I was stiff on day three because I was moving my body in a different way. And finding those different ways, being creative, being playful and, and creating the variety of your movement is also so important because you learn something about yourself. And again, you're getting out of those patterns of being in a groundhog day, stuck in the same pattern every single day. So this is another way that I would like you to take from here. Even if you're moving your body, try to move it differently, whether it's a different kind of sports, whether it's different kind of exercises. Uh, if you are doing yoga all the time, try strength training try uh, some ball sport or whatever it is 
or look at kids. That's what was something that we've been doing with Jonas and just imagining how the kids are doing things during the trainings. Since the Mind Kicker trip, uh, Jonas is staying with, uh, with my family and I see him interacting with my daughter and how they're learning from each other. That's amazing. Again, this is another way of reconnecting to your core. Look at your kids because they have not forgotten their nature yet. And you can relearn from them and uh, get back to your core that way as well. So thanks so much for listening today and talk to you next Wednesday about the next topic that we've prepared for you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. For more conversations about living and leading from your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything 